business to new insane revenue levels doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about the right strategy, team, efficiencies, and confidence. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. With over 1 million downloads, it's the go-to business podcast dedicated to business owners who want to evolve out of operating in the day-to-day and make their dreams come true. I'm your host, Annette Walter, and I'm so happy you are here. As a former banker, I have now been an entrepreneur for over 15 years and have started, grown, acquired, and sold over 20 multi-million dollar companies to date. Together, you and I will strengthen your existing business, build your dream team and process, grow your wealth and legacy, all while surrounding you with a community of rockstar entrepreneurs just like yourself. Are you ready to evolve? Let's get started. Welcome to today's episode of the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. I'm happy you are here and thrilled to share today's interview with you. I am joined by Annie Franceschi, a branding expert and a two-time best-selling author and former Disney storyteller. How cool is that? In 2013, she quit a dream job telling stories at the Walt Disney Studios to start her own agency, The Greatest Story Creative. She's written two books, as I mentioned, Establish Yourself, her most recent, and Permission to Try. You are going to love this conversation, and I know it's going to just spark something within you to really think about how you're telling your story about your business and your journey and what you offer your clients. And as a reminder, I am here to learn more about you. You are the reason why we are here and sharing awesome stories like Annie's. And I just am so grateful for all the feedback, for you liking the podcast, sharing the podcast, and all of your kind, kind comments and how it's helping you and impacting your business. As a reminder, I do private one-to-one coaching with business owners who are at that $3 million and beyond mark, who are building that $25 million company and have their eye on growing their company and building their wealth and legacy and continuing to be a curious entrepreneur and learner. So make sure you've carved out that time for yourself, for your business. We can talk about you, what's working, what's not. Talk about your team and how I can best help you and support you. And again, just enjoy the episode. Thanks for being here today. You're going to love everything Annie has to say. She is so kind and grateful for her and this time together. Enjoy. Keep evolving, entrepreneur. I will talk to you soon. Hi there, Annie. How are you? I'm fabulous, Annette. How are you? I am great. Thanks for being here today. We are joined by Annie Franceschi, and she is a branding expert. And I know you have so many wonderful things to share with us today about your agency, about the book, about being a storyteller for Disney and how that launched you into your current chapter. So where do you want to begin? Oh my gosh, where do you, you know, where is the best place to begin? I know you are the expert on bringing all these entrepreneurs on. Um, I'm not sure what, what is the best place to start? Do you think? Well, I just, I want to hear your story, um, through the years. So why don't you take us back to what you majored in in college and, and where that took you? I like to go way back. (laughs) Oh, way back. Yeah. So, I mean, I've just always been 
a creative kid and I wanted to be in the film industry, you know, okay. from, from my first lifelong love of movies, you know, going to the movie theater with my dad um, since I was a little girl and I went farther back than you expected, but, um, you know, it. that really informed what I did in college because when I went to, I went to Duke undergrad and um, I was a film kid in a world of a lot of pre-med, pre-law kind of people. So it allowed me to really focus on um, what I love to do. And I started a filmmaking event there called Movie Making Marathon and um, had lots of adventures. But basically, I just knew I wanted to be involved in storytelling in some way. And I wrote screenplays and I thought I'm going to go out to Hollywood uh, when all this is said and done. And, and long story short, that's what I did. So when I graduated, I did what any kid in, in North Carolina needs to do, which is move. Uh, so I moved to Hollywood and I got the very glamorous sort of Devil Wears Prada kind of job uh, where I became a second assistant to the president of productions for uh, Lionsgate Films. Mm, wow. <laughs> yes. Um, very much I learned very quickly I wasn't going to be uh, writing movies very quickly so much as writing expense reports. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> very much like the Meryl Streep of it all, but um, I had a really positive experience. It was really that first step. So it's if, for those of you who don't know, the Hollywood industry is very much an apprentice industry, kind of like the Devil Wears Prada, where you work your way up. But um, I kind of found through working through the film industry, I, I worked my way up from Lionsgate over to Walt Disney Animation Studios, and then ultimately to, ultimately to the Walt Disney Studios, where my job was to tell the stories of upcoming films. That's so great. My job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was exciting. It was a really kind of um, circuitous kind of thing of working for lots of different people, but they started a team and part of the function of the team at Disney was to get the word out, basically put together presentations for upcoming films like Maleficent and live action Cinderella. We would have mm -hmm. to take a screenplay and concept art and put together presentations that our executives could then present at like Comic-Con and D23 and these other events many years before these movies came out. So somebody had to do that. And that job fell, let, uh, you know, luckily to me. That is so cool. Like that is such a cool job to me. Right. And storytelling is so important as business owners, as you are learning, right. Especially, and I'm sure with all the clients you work with, like if you don't tell your story, someone else will tell it for you, right? Or tell it right. wrong for you, or nobody will tell it at all, right? So let's right. let's give some of your highlights to business owners of how to tell your story or brand as they are evolving. Right, well, just to make the connective tissue there, just uh, to, to pick up the story. So I kind of, like you were saying, it was a cool job. It was a dream job, but not a dream life. And so mm. almost nine years ago, I kind of looked around and went, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I didn't want my boss's job. I didn't want mm -hmm. the lives of these executives. So my husband and I picked up stakes and moved back to North Carolina. Okay. And I started my, my practice called Greatest Story Creative. And um, for, for almost nine years now, I've worked with over 120 uh, coaches, consultants, service business owners to help them brand, grow, and streamline their greatest business. So this is really what I do now, kind of tapping into that question about how to help a business owner tell their story. Mm -hmm. That is what I do now. Um, so I sort of took that um, unorthodox path to the film industry, and now that's what I help others do. And I've written two books kind of that touch on that. Um, we'll I'm sure we'll talk about that today, but in terms of you know, what do you need to tell your story? I think it, it might surprise you, but one of the biggest things I tell people is choose clarity over creativity. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of this. I think you probably hear a lot when people come on the show or you meet people out networking. 
I, I feel like the marketing juggernaut world has sort of taught us that we have, you got to stand out, got to stand out. But we're so worried about standing out that we're forgetting about understanding. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's at least been my experience. I know we've all been in that room where someone tell us about yourself and then they go on for four minutes and you have no idea what they do, but it sounds really cool, right? Like, so I really encourage business owners, if you are struggling with how to tell your story to really focus on being as clear as you can versus being as creative because the create the creativity part is a trap without the context of what you do, the clarity, people don't understand it. They might applaud you, but they're not going to take action. And that's what we want is people to really instantly get what you do enough to, if they're the right person or they know the right person, they're going to take action with you. Mm -hmm. It's so good. And, you know, people really do just get caught up in that. Why? Like, what's the psychology behind that? Do you, I'm sure you've like kind of dug deep into that. Why people just get so scrambled sometimes. I haven't done, you know, I haven't done like the research, right. But I've done like the, I've had the experience over like the X number of years I've been doing this. And I think, I think sometimes, especially I work with a lot, I got a lot of coaches and consultants, uh, people who are selling their time and coaches in particular, I think there, people don't realize that they're looking for something different in their business besides revenue. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have businesses in my experience, one to help people. They have this really wonderful mission. They want to change people's lives and that's great. But I think sometimes there's sort of in my own like observation of people, and I want to say it's like clients, it's just in general, but right. just to say that people feel as though that they're looking for some sort of validation from their business. So they want, mm-hmm. they can, and this is what happens with the story, right? They get up and they want people to applaud them. That's what they're, they're looking for, like an emotional hit, like someone thinks I'm great. Right. And that's, and that just doesn't really have, but I don't think that, I don't think it's conscious, right? Like I think, but this is the, the challenge that I have when I work with clients is like that they're, 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 they've got their eye on the wrong prize. If what you want is applause and for people to think what you do is so cool, that's a different goal than people understanding what you do and working with you. They're not tied together. In fact, they can often push each, you know, they're diametrically opposed. Mm-hmm. And so what a lot of my challenge is talking to people and getting them to understand that like, really, what is it that they want from their business? If what you want is for people to think what you do is great, you may not have a business. You may just have an interest Um, because often those people that are kind of hung up on that have no way of getting clients. They have no consistent income. They really struggle with those things. And I think it's because they are not thinking about it as a business. I think it's because it's an emotional exercise, but they may not realize that, right? So it's the delicate work we all do. Um, I know you business coach and do a lot of things with business owners. And so you probably know that we wear hats of being the fireman and the policeman and the partner and the counselor and um, all these things. So it's a very emotional thing to brand yourself too, right? So my work out there is to try to not just help brand people, but help them to see like, if you want a business and truly a goal of yours is to make money, sometimes that means letting go of that like creative pitch or that creative job title that you think that makes you feel better. That makes you feel like you're being this really successful entrepreneur um, to trade it. You know, like I always say, like, it's like a million people say they tell your story. A million people say they're a branding person. But if I came in here and just told you I was a storyteller and never talked about branding or the fact that I write messaging, create websites, design logos, mm-hmm. you would have no idea I did those things. Right. So you might think Annie's so cool, but you would never think to connect me to the right person. And that's the difference maker that I really, it's a hard thing for some people to overcome because I think they've got their heart set on a different goal. I think I love everything that you just said, honestly, 
I do. I think that you Does just it resonate support. with you. Yeah. Yes. For a lot of yeah. people out there, especially, you know, and it, it is, it's like, really, what are they holding on to? Right. And you can't, you can't be everything to everyone. And people try to do that. Right. Yeah, and you talked to Jerry about that in the last episode. I was right. with Jerry Meek and right. I was like, spot on. Absolutely. So it's so good. Okay. So tell us about the book. Well, both books, both books. Okay. Did you, did you always know that you wanted to write a book? Was this always kind of something in you? Absolutely. Since I was a little girl, I have, I just found a number of diaries going home through my old stuff. And so you you write one page, like, this is my story. And then you never write a second page. You're like, this is it. Um, But I always had this vision. I was going to write a book. And I felt like if, and I thought I would write more than one. So I was like, well, the first book I have to write has to be my story in some way for it to, a series to make sense, right? Or any other books to make sense. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, nobody wants to read my memoir. You know, like I, she was born a curious child in Princeton, New Jersey. Like, no, nobody cares like about that. And so I was like, how do I write a book that's valuable for other people, but in some way touches on my story? And that book is actually Permission to Try, mm-hmm. uh, 11 Things You Need to Hear When You're Scared to Change Your Life. Um, and I wrote it as, uh, um, back in 2018 as a love letter to myself and a coffee conversation with myself when I was 27 and I had this dream job at Disney. And I said, I think I want to quit this job. Is that nuts? Should I like, like, like I told everybody this was my dream job and I'm going to like quit and I have no other plan. And like, and what I ultimately realized is I had to give myself permission to try something, even though I didn't know how it was going to turn out. Mm-hmm. you know, in my career, like that felt like a lot of pressure. And so the book is a pep talk to myself and to anybody who's ever felt like I want to do something, but I, I don't know if I should, right. There's all these reasons, compelling reasons, like what will other people say? And what if I fail? Um, you know, these kinds of things that keep us up at night. So I answer each of those questions through chapters and stories, experiences that were mine, experiences that were others to say, you know, if this is what you're thinking about, at the end of the day, you can give yourself permission to try if you can put these things aside, if you can mm-hmm. kind of face the question and answer them anyway. Um, and so that is when people, someone asked me today, like, hey, why did you leave Disney? I'm like, I literally wrote a whole book about why I left Disney and how that worked and what people said and and what the aftermath was. And I talk about starting a business and how scary that was. And now it's been like the greatest gift of my life to do this. Right. So, uh, you know, my professional life, uh, my son excluded from that. Right. Um, so that's the first book is Permission to Try. And the second book is Establish Yourself, Brand, Streamline, and Grow Your Greatest Business. So if the first book's like all my best career advice, Establish Yourself is all my best business advice. So everything I've learned in all of these years that I've been doing this about not just how to brand yourself well, but like how to have a business you love that will love you back. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it, you are still really passionate about it, but it also makes money because it's like, mm-hmm. you kind of have to have both. If you can't, if you don't make money, you can't keep the lights on. It's not sustainable. If you make nothing but money, but you hustle all the time and you hate what you do, that's not a win either. It's kind of all got to work together. And so I've been doing a lot of business coaching behind the scenes for many years as I've worked with folks. And I took all of that and created a framework that basically is the answer to, hey, if modern marketing doesn't work for you, if you're super burnt out on all these tactics and caught up in what I call the tactic tornado of social media and all the stuff you're told you have to do, I'm here to say you don't have to do those things. I created a simple three-step framework, the Establish Yourself Framework, EST, 
to help you make your business the best it can be. You know, mm-hmm. the most, the most passionate, the most profitable at the level you want it to be without living on social media or marketing all the time. Right. It's so true. And you're keeping it fun and you're keeping it true to the business owner and what they really like to do. You know, if you don't want to be burnt out, that's like just terrible when people feel that way. Right. So is there a third book? In the, <laughs> I've been joking in the mix? To, my, to my circle of family and friends is like, if I ever start talking about third book, you must insist that it is a children's book because I never want to write something as long oh, as establish yourself which is twice as long as permission to try because it's a business book. So right. next time I definitely am thinking about a third book, but I think it's going to be a children's book. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. So what keeps you going as a business owner when you have those days, those moments of doubt, what, what centers you? Is there a key phrase, a personal mantra that you stick to? So I set simplified goals and I talk a little bit about this in the book. I don't like traditional goal setting. It really kind of weighs me down and it feels like too much yes. to like set specific numbers. So I do these, like, I kind of do an annual review and go like, well, how could I get it down? And so I have annual goals every year that are just simple. So I'll just read them over here. So these are right now, this is what I used to guide myself, which is mm-hmm. value myself, mm-hmm. love the lovables instead of control the controllables, love mm-hmm. what you can. Uh, share my book, my new book, mm-hmm. enjoy my work and grow with joy. Yeah. And I think, I think that last one is pretty universal in terms of advice. And, and what keeps me going is like, I love creating stuff. Like I've always just been a creative person. And so, you know, I finished this book and you would think I could just like, enjoy that. It's not my nature. My nature is to keep building. And so right. now my next thing is like, I'm planning a retreat for business owners. Right. And it's going to be super fun. And uh, very aligned to my business, but I'm always on to that next thing. And, but only I'm really focused, especially in the past few years on having fun. Like mm-hmm. you said, like fun is a huge attribute for me, for my business. You know, you take the girl out of Disney, but you can't take Disney out of the girl. Right. Um, so that magic, that fun. And so if it's not fun, it ain't worth doing. And so right, right now I'm like, okay, the book was fun. It was really hard, but I'm really proud of it. And now it's like, what's the next fun thing? So I'm just kind of um, told my husband, I got to find more fun. I got to follow the fun. That's right. That's right. That's what I always tell my kids. I'm like, be the fun, follow the fun, you know, like if it's not fun, don't do it. And it's so, so true. There was, um, there's just why life's too short, right? It's too precious. Well, I'm also finding too, in my experience, I don't know if this has been your experience in it, but like with my business anyway, the more that I relax and the more that I do the things that feel really aligned to me. And I like only say yes to clients that are really good fits for me. Like, I know you've had these conversations, like the more I follow the fun in Mm -hmm. what I do, Mm -hmm. the better results I get. So true. You know, it feels like it would be the other way. Like you got to work hard. You got to do all these things. And it's like, I did all that. I did the hustle and it like, wasn't super rewarding and I didn't get great results. And the more that I have followed the fun and who I am and been true to that, like working smarter, not harder, but with like an angle of fun, that's been a total game changer. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Okay. So Annie, how can we find you, promote you, support you, learn more about you? Thank you so much for being so kind and generous and thoughtful with our audience today. My pleasure. So um, if this episode got you thinking about, well, how do I tell my story clearly? I have a free tool for you. Um, It's a template called your best referral bio. So I'll give this to Annette for the show notes, but it's at greateststorycreative.com 
slash referral bio. And it is the tool to help you basically when you network with people to say, hey, here's what I do in a clear way. So if you struggled with how to say things clearly, I've got you covered uh, with my chips framework that comes out of the book. The book you can learn more about at howtoestablishyourself.com. Um, and I'm all things Annie are at greateststorycreative.com too. But I'd love to hear from you. If you check out the book, let us know what you think about it. But Annette, thank you again for, for having me on today. Oh my gosh, you're wonderful. Thank you so much. Keep on having fun. Keep on being the fun and following the fun. Thank you so much, Annie. You're welcome, Annette. Thanks again. Wow, what an episode. Did you learn something new? I hope so. I am so happy you were able to be here with us today. I'd love to hear from you. Leave me a review and I will be sure to read it and respond to you. Also, if you'd like to email me, my email address is urock at iEvolveConsulting.com. Hit subscribe and every Tuesday you'll get notification when the next episode drops. We really have some amazing interviews and tips in the future. Anything you need, I'm here for you. I want you to keep your momentum. I want to help you stay accountable. I want you to stay inspired. I want you to evolve. So please let me know what you need and I'd love to hear from you. Take care until next time.